What's up, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another week of The Golink Show. My name is Ben, the host and founder of Golink. Golink is a supportive community of growth junkies and life learners embracing weekly challenges. Each week, we find a new way to level up and learn something new. It could be a cold shower, waking up at 5 a.m., a kind act, taking yourself on a date, journaling, meditating, various fitness activities, and much more. These challenges are inspired by mission-driven brands that align with our values. So if you're crazy like me and you're always looking for ways to evolve, grow, and step into your fullest potential, then Golink is your jam. Join us every week on social media to, to, to participate in these weekly challenges. Come embrace the challenge. Find us at Golink Group. The Golink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from life enthusiasts with a unique perspective. They could be a mother, a teacher, business owner, coach, entrepreneur, someone with many years of experience, or someone just stepping into the, stepping into the arena. Wherever they are in life's journey, we all have a story to tell, and I want to hear about it. So we delve into the struggles that we come across during our journey. How do we find the will to make it through? What role do failure... What role does failure play in our lives? Like not just the success and the joy. What tools and lessons have we learned from those difficult experiences? So let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more in the show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm excited to introduce you guys to Dr. Molly Spawn this week. She is a brand new chiropractor in Greenville, South Carolina. So she owns Matrix Chiropractic and she just barely opened I'm excited for her to start this business. She's gonna kill it. Um, you guys were here about it. Her perspective, it's unique. Um, it's pretty cool. It energizes you. We talk about what is Cairo anyway, because there are many misconceptions. We talk about why she shifted from the medical model, because she was gonna go to medical school, to chiropractic. The importance of following your gut, why she goes against all the advice that is given to her, and her super strength is trusting the uncertainty so much that it's actually certain. Um, this is really, really cool. Um, she really does have a cool perspective. And this week's challenge this week's challenge is inspired by her and Matrix Cairo. So stick around to the end of the episode where we detail the exciting and uncomfortable way to level up without any further ado, without any further delay. Let's jump into it. Enjoy. All right. Dr. Molly Spawn. Does that feel good to say that out loud or have someone say that out loud it feels great I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean it sounds great it does sound great um so we're in your new your brand new office which is freaking dope so thanks for having me um I was here a monthish ago and like there was no paint there was no like flooring and it's it's so fun to watch it actually like come together and yeah, it, it's fun sure. to watch you love it too yeah because you truly 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 do um, so you are a chiropractor. Yep. That is your profession that you are Truly. stepping into mm -hmm. and you are extremely passionate about it. And, and I think so many people can feel that who follow you. Um, the first thing that I think would be useful to everybody, because some people know like what a chiropractor is. I remember growing up and my mom would like, I'm going to the chiropractor. I'm like, okay, just some dude who helps you with your back. Like, that's all I knew. But right. it's so much more than that, yeah. which we'll get into. But tell us the story of how you discovered Cairo. Okay, so I was super medical backgrounded. Yep. Uh, my grandfather's a medical doctor. My uncle's a medical doctor. Um, a lot of, I was a pre-med major, so a lot of my friends in undergrad were medical. Um, so I thought, naturally, that's what I'll do. I'm able to do it. I like to help people, I'll do that. Um, 
And then I decided to do the physician assistant route, which requires hands-on clinic hours. So I worked as a CNA for a year. And I kind of saw, like, all of the flaws of the system. Um, There was a lot of kind of, like, it was just a really inefficient way to treat the problem because you were, like, chasing all of these symptoms constantly. Like, you feed them garbage, they get hyper, you sedate them, you, it's just like this constant, constant battle. You -hmm. give them crappy food, then you give them an insulin shot, and then it's just like, there's so much chasing instead of getting to the root of the problem. Mm. Um, So I I kind of saw the flaws in the system, and I was less enthusiastic about the field. Um, Obviously, there's a time and a place, but for me, it didn't feel like a good fit. And then I met a chiropractic student who told me what chiropractic actually is. And I had the same Mm -hmm. thought that you did. Like, back pain, crack your back, you feel better. They have, like, this salesman reputation. It was very unappealing (laughs) to me. Um, But when I heard what he had to say, it was kind of everything that I thought, but he articulated in a way that was just, like, this perfect gift of information. Like, everything I've ever thought. Mm. He just, like, said it in this perfect package perfect delivery that hit you at the right time exactly right when i needed to hear it um i was applying to other schools um medical schools yeah Mm -hmm. and pa schools so yeah it was really good timing and i just totally diverted my path and went chiropractic Mm -hmm. having i was i had never even gone to a chiropractor before i started school so well what did he freaking say because that's what i want to know like what did he say that made you change like you spent so much time doing going down this medical route. What did he say that just like hit you? It seems like with the moment like that, it'd be mm-hmm. crystal clear mm-hmm. and it's not. I like <laughs> cannot remember this yeah. perfect package that was delivered mm-hmm. to me. I was completely awestruck and I, since it was the first time I'd heard it, it wasn't like I, I, I didn't retain it, but it, it changed the way that I think, but I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly what he said, but something along the lines of it not being about pain and it being about nerve flow and mm-hmm. treating the cause instead of the symptoms and basically just getting to the root of the health problem instead of chasing all of the symptoms that are caused by it. So do you remember a specific example when you were a CNA of like a specific example of like chasing? Like, can you describe what is like chasing look like? You mentioned like giving them bad food and then giving them insulin like what's a very like specific day so people can picture themselves in that role like oh man that actually is not good right so like their meals for example I'm picturing the sweetest lady ever oh my gosh (laughs) I loved her so much um so she would drink like two glasses of she would not she had a really low appetite as most elderly people do Mm -hmm. and she would drink two big glasses of sweet tea and then an apple juice and she wouldn't like her food and she'd eat the dessert so she would eat this crazy sugar and her blood levels were like 300 which is outrageous and so instead of correcting her diet we're letting her eat garbage and then giving her medications which have all of these symptoms including osteoporosis like it's it's making her age worse it's making her progress in all of her diseases more quickly because we're giving a pill to treat her high blood sugar instead of just not giving her high blood pressure or high sugar blood sugar in the first place. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this before about how disease illness, it can relate to many other things too that kind of, they remain dormant 
for a long time, mm-hmm. like decades or years. And then we think that like, okay, now that cancer comes up, now that dementia comes up or now I bend over and I pick up this box and I pull my back, whatever. Right. And you think, oh, it's this one instance that did this. But in many cases, it's the small habits or the things that you're doing over and over and over and over again, whether it's the apple juice and the desserts you're eating right. and your sweet tea or yeah. whatever it is, it, those are habits stacked on on top of each other that it's not just the one thing. It's, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. So what's your, what are your thoughts with that, of what you've seen? So this is kind of, I'm kind of like taking a slightly different path. And Mm -hmm. so if I don't answer your question, make me come back. But um, (laughs) my thought on this is it's similar to like a misalignment because if you're slightly misaligned and you're getting, so there's pressure on the nerve, you're getting slightly, a slightly, um, like hindered or what's the word I want? Like the nerve flow is not at 100%. It's like you're Mm -hmm. stepping on a garden hose. So your tissue, let's say that that nerve is going to your liver. So for years and years and years, it's slightly out of place. You're getting like a slightly diminished version Mm -hmm. of what you should be getting. And your nerves are responsible for maintaining the integrity of your tissues because they're the ones that tell your brain, we need more of this tissue they're the ones who run everything and keep track of everything in the communication between your body and your brain. Mm-hmm. So if that message is constantly less than it should be over time, that tissue will get weak because mm. it doesn't have the correct cell turnover. That makes sense. So although people are, you know, if you hear of a chiropractor who's like chiropractic cures cancer and you're like, you crazy person, that makes no sense, but it does make sense because weak tissue can turn cancerous, precancerous. So it's not, chiropractic is the cure for cancer but it helps prevent without a doubt so i like or not even prevent it's it's funny it's i think it's just the societal mindset that we have of why do we go to a doctor because we want that magic pill to take it away right right why are you giving this pill to someone in the old old folks home yeah to make it go away right so why are some people looking to go to the chiropractor to make it go away right instead of like addressing it at the root yeah which is i know you're big on so what is to you what is chiropractic and why should people care about it Ooh, wow what is it (laughs) (laughs) um chiropractic is preventative and it is in line with the thought of maintaining a healthy body Mm -hmm. instead of correcting a diseased body So medical world, time and a place, but its job and all of their schooling is to study disease and the problems with the body. Chiropractic is studying life and vitality and full potential and allowing tissue to be in a condition where it's not, it's less likely to get sick and diseased, which turns into diseased tissue diseased disease boom yeah um i remember so there's lots of different chiro oh okay i remember now (laughs) so the medical world yeah i think there's a time and place for that and there's a time and place for chiro right like i mean i would argue no no medical the time and place for chiropractic and Uh, there are instances for medicine 
Because okay, chiropractic explain. can help if you're in an acute situation. You turn, you bend. What does acute mean? Acute, like short term, like you turn and you bend. Turned? Turned up. <laughs> Where am I? If you turned up too much. <laughs> you turn and twist and like something happens with your disc. Mm-hmm. Acute situation that needs to be handled. Mm-hmm. So it's like a small traumatic event that happens. We can help with that without a doubt. But also the more beautiful side of it is preventative because you don't even know like imagine you go to a chiropractor like if you imagine yourself now and you imagine yourself in six years Mm -hmm. let's say you didn't see a chiropractor one time for six years imagine that version of yourself yeah easy to imagine (laughs) now imagine for six Mm -hmm. years you go to a chiropractor once a week once a month whatever for maintenance care Mm -hmm. it's i think everyone can agree you're going to be in a better place if you're going once a week or once a month your health will be better and i think everyone knows that so i think it's kind of like why do you work out right exactly. or why do you eat healthy exactly but i think i'll be honest like what i struggle with is again going back to almost the magic pill mindset what am i gonna notice yeah right well and like, that's the tricky that's the tricky sell of wellness mm. although i will say a lot of times you get adjusted when you feel fine and then you feel better and you didn't realize that you felt bad to start with, uh. but then you realize how good you can feel. There's like lots of little things that you're like, I, I'm not in pain, but like kind of between my shoulder blades, you know, hurts pretty often. I get a headache. Like people dismiss a lot of symptoms because they're used to it. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have a headache once a week, but you're like, yeah, I mean, I don't really have headaches. And then you ask someone, what does that mean? They're like I'm once a week. Like that's insane. Cause they become used that. to it. Right. It's like, their um what is that like their threshold their standard is their, like, standard. their standard for how they feel is so low yeah and they don't even know how high it can be but also it goes back to the tissue as well so let's say someone goes to a chiropractor when they're not feeling bad but like you can't feel your organs so you don't know if something that nerve going to your liver is not at full force or i can't feel that's a, yeah like I can't, like, I'm trying to think, like, yeah, I can't feel. thought process on that. You were like, I can't feel feel it. Yeah, I was like, I can't really feel my, like, yeah, I might be able to feel my heartbeat, but I can't feel, like, my lungs. Right. Same thing, like, I guess it's, like, how do you know, like, I can't see my lungs working. Yeah. How do I know they're working? I can't see my liver working. How do I know it's working? I guess it's that same thing. It's, like, why do you believe that this one thing is or isn't working or is or isn't the truth? Yeah. And not like something else. Right. It's just interesting thought. Yeah, yeah, it is without a doubt. Yeah, I feel like it's chiropractic just gives you the potential for more because you don't more even what? know what you don't know. Like you don't know. Like let's say you get some. Like let's say you can't get pregnant, for example. Mm-hmm. You can't feel your uterus. You don't know if there's diminished nerve supply if that hose is pinched off going to your uterus but you just can't Mm -hmm. get pregnant and the doctors are like we don't know we can't figure it out you seem fine he seems fine numbers are fine labs are good any trial these whatever that's called yeah exactly expensive things and then you get adjusted you have full nerve supply so that your your uterus is a good habitat for Mm -hmm. birth and it allows pregnancy to happen so there's lots of things that you don't know Mm. but there's like an infinite amount of possibilities that chiropractic can help with yeah that's cool and i like how you said it. it's a focus on vitality and wellness because some more often than not like right you'll argue that the medical world focuses on like an illness 
Right. Like fixing something instead of like preventing and making better instead of just, yeah. And I, it's not, I mean, it's not at the fault of the practitioner either. That's just the nature yep. of the practice and kind of what it's turned into, unfortunately. Because if someone comes in and they're 200 pounds over the, overweight and their knees mm-hmm. hurt, like the doctor knows it's not a cortisone shot that you need. You need to lose 200 pounds. Mm. But the patient does not want to hear that. And so that they're in this situation where either I make this person unhappy and miserable. Obviously, they know they need to lose weight, clearly. But they mm-hmm. don't want to be accountable for their own health. So that it makes the doctors accountable mm. for this person's health, which is just the most backward way about health I've ever heard of. It's crazy. That's interesting. We could get into a whole other top like that's i think that's more than health it's just accountability accountability yeah. in general yeah for sure interesting so what is and it explain adjusting because people might hear that you say like adjusting or you're out of alignment like what mm-hmm. does that mean to the common person so basically it's just a bone out of place but if it's just a bone out of place without a neurolog- neurological component mm-hmm. it's not a subluxation and a subluxation is what you're adjusting. I know that's a lot of vocabulary there that mm-hmm. I probably just complicated things more than anything, but technically like a manipulation is something that a physical therapist would do. They're trying to okay. increase range of motion. They're not trying to increase nerve supply. So they're not focused on the same structure on the bone as we are. They're just trying to increase general range of motion. Whereas we're trying to open up the nerve hole to mm-hmm. allow for full nerve flow. So an adjustment is affiliated with a subluxation and a manipulation, which is what physical therapists do, increases range of motion, and your, your goal is different. So an adjustment mm-hmm. is just like moving the bone into the right place. Boom. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you got it. Long-winded version of that. <laughs> That's funny. And I know there's also multiple types of like chiropractic practices in general right and so what are the differences and what do you focus on um so there are a bunch of different techniques there's a bunch of different ways to approach the spine um and usually well always the analysis a technique is gonna encompass an analysis as in deciding what bones are misaligned Mm -hmm. and a correction so all of the systems work if you do one analysis and a different correction as long as you're staying consistent, they're all good. Like I would never say that an upper cervical doctor is not gonna get good results, but a full spine doctor will, or a Gonstead will get whatever. Like all of the specific techniques, Mm -hmm. they're all good. They all work. They all have research behind them. Some work better for other people, like some more muscular people might need, you know, a different type of adjustment than an elderly woman or whatever. but they're all effective as long as the practitioner is analyzing and correcting well. Okay, cool. Um, what is a common misconception of the Cairo world, if we haven't talked about it already? Definitely that it's for pain and not for nerve function. Mm-hmm. So people associate nerve with pain, but nerves are function. Explain that, because I definitely do, right? Because I, I asked you, I was, I definitely do. And so this is good. You can help me. Um, Because I definitely think like, oh, like it's not a muscle in like my lower back, upper buttocks. You know, like 
is it a nerve? What is it? It's definitely not a disc. Like it's not that bad. So I definitely associate that with pain when something feels off. Right. It's just that the nerves do everything. So they're going to help you with proprioception. They're going to help you with balance. They're going to help. They innervate the muscles. So if it could, like if your muscle is spasming, it can be a nerve problem. Mm -hmm. The nerve does, your, your nerves do everything. They're your control system. It's like having, your body would be like a monitor. Like if you didn't have water, you can live for a few days. If you didn't have food, you can live for a few days. But if your nervous system is shut off, you're gone instantly because it's it runs your entire show. It's like your body's the monitor and your nervous system and your brain is the actual computer. Like mm -hmm. it's absolutely essential for all of that to run. So the nerves do everything from function to proprioception to balance to so your your symptoms of needing to be adjusted are not just pain. It can be imbalance. It can be inability to hear, sinus infections, congestion. Mm -hmm. It can present in so many ways because nerves do so much. Okay, dope. And I was surprised when I found out of the hours, the medical school and chiropractic school hours. Like, what are those differences? So medical students have much more clinical hours. Mm -hmm. So... The didactic years, which means the textbook study 18 hours a day Ooh. years, are two hours mm -hmm. for medical schools. Uh, two hours. Two years? Two years. <laughs> Slightly different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Yeah, two years. So they have two years of like heavy textbook and then they do rotations. And then they, I mean, it's extremely extensive training. Mm -hmm. Chiropractic is four years. The first three years are really heavy in the book. And then that third year, you pull all of your hair out because you're also seeing patients and it's super heavy. You're taking mm. boards throughout. Um, and then basically the last like three or six months, you're seeing exclusively patients. So we technically have more textbook hours, but if you compile the hours that they have clinically, it would be different. Right. And so I think that's just cool because I think someone might think like a chiropractor might do less. Right. But that is not true. Yeah. The nervous is system's no joke. Nervous system. Okay. It's freaking key. Yeah. Um, so why like, well, let's adjust to or switch over to like the business side okay. of this entire thing. Cause that's one thing they don't teach you, which I think, yeah. right. Jokes I mean, on you. right. The same thing with everything though. It's like any type of schooling except business or entrepreneurship. And even that has its downfalls. I'll say yeah. as a business student mm -hmm. that it doesn't teach you necessarily like how to run a business, like with your dentist, right. chiropractor, whatever it is. For sure. So I'm sh I know you've learned a ton and you're early in this process and you're going to continue to learn a ton. Yeah. But what are some key things early in this process? Your office technically isn't open yet. Yeah. Right. It's right. about to open. Yeah. A week. A week. That's exciting. So what, like, what have you learned like in this, the business aspect of it? Um, I've, I've learned that there's a lot that I don't know. And a big skill that I've gained is pretending like I do know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For instance, my sign guy came to check out the front sign area. And he's like... For your logo, correct? Um, No, Isn't like that? out on the street oh, sign. Okay, same okay, guy, okay. though. But Sa yeah. Same anyway, guy. He, we were discussing he, the outside sign. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 
and he's like, okay, before I can pull the permits on this, I'm going to need your, uh, what's it called? Like proof of occupancy, certificate of occupancy and your business license. Mm -hmm. And I was like, of course I'll get those right over to you. Like, I know what I'm talking about. I come in and Google, like, what is a business license and how do you get a permit of occupancy? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't know I needed one. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is like smiling and nodding and be like, of course, I'm totally prepared for this. And then frantically running to someone in a higher quarter or my business consultant or Uh Google more than I really want (laughs) to admit to figure out how to do it. AKA Google. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. It's a big learning curve. What's, what's it been like? So like you're a business owner now. Is it as good as like you dreamed of? Yeah. Better? It will be once I'm seeing patients. Mm. I still feel, it still doesn't quite feel like I've pulled it off. Mm. Like I know that I've done a lot of the right things. And you're in like a physical location it's starting to look good, but I guess right. technically it's like, well, I still have to make money. Right. I'm just yeah. not sure if I like did it all. Like when I see patients, like I'm not totally sure if I did everything that I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Up to this point, I feel like I'm fairly caught up and I think I've caught a lot of things that I didn't know, but there's, there's a good chance like things have slipped through that I, mm-hmm. like for instance, I just hired an office manager and I was like, you're hired. And then I was like, I feel like I need to do more than that. Like, (laughs) I don't know what, but I need to like pay you. And I feel like I should take like your driver's license and like your social security number. Like, Uh, I don't really know, but like, I need to figure it out. But Molly, I love this. Like, you're really good at just going right and doing. And I think like there's this quote of the best way to get something done is just to begin or just to start. Mm Mm-hmm even when you don't know when you're not doing it, and thank you for saying that, you know, like, and being vulnerable. Cause some people straight up, right? Like it's a very nice office and it's, it could be so easy on social media to like, man, things are going great. I mean, you're funny on social media too, because you like, you'll make fun of yourself of like lights falling on your head or stuff Still like working through that. Yeah. Right. It's like, <laughs> so I think that's key too, is to like admit it. And that helps you like get through it and make light of it. And I do struggle with that. Like before I post things, I'm like, I don't want to discredit myself or make people think that I can't handle their case or Uh that I'm not professional or whatever the case is. And so I hope that the overwhelming theme is still, she knows what she's doing. But I think it's okay to have like sprinkled in like honesty. Well, honesty the whole time, but a lot of, a lot of the the truth. Honestly, that's my motto. Occasionally I'm honest. (laughs) No, but like hopefully by being transparent all throughout, people can see that I, Mm -hmm. I do know what I'm talking about. I am super passionate. I want to take care of them and I will like struggle through sometimes. So I think it makes them like you and trust you more. That's my opinion. The reason being is because they will connect with you on a better level because then they can be honest with you. Right. Right. Of how'd you get hurt or tell me about your life. Right. Instead of just heal me. Right. It's there on that process and that journey with you instead of just expecting, you know what to do in every situation. Right. So I think it builds more trust. I appreciate that. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're freaking welcome. (laughs) Um, Thanks for being honest. 
Um, what was it like hiring? I mean, you kind of already mentioned that. I love it that you're just like, all right, like I need to do something. So did you just post it? Where did you post it? You just decided to like, okay, I'm going to hire my office manager today. Yeah, it actually, happened? it was after the discussion that you and I had uh-huh. like a month ago. And you're like, mm-hmm. I don't think you need to do everything. If there's something mm-hmm. that you're not good at, accept that and be okay and with that. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so after you and I had that discussion, I thought about it. And I had just put a lot of weight on my own shoulders. And then for some reason, it was super freeing for you to tell me like, maybe you don't have to do that. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, maybe I don't have to do that. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a game changer. Um, So I put an ad on Facebook and on Craigslist. And the first, within the first like hour, I got eight applications. And I was like, perfect. Eight people interested? I thought maybe there'd be four and like two would kind of suck. And then one would be really good. (laughs) It'd be super easy. But it was, I I had 126 applicants Mm -hmm. by the end. Um, How long of a time period was that? I think the ad was active for like... 48 hours that's crazy just two days i I am shocked like i i truly thought i would get a handful of people interested and i was a little scared i would get none and then i got 126 Mm -hmm. so in the beginning i was super attentive like right back with them thank you so much for your interest here's an application i'd love for you to bring it in person and then i was like i can't have 126 people come bring me an application (laughs) in person so i mean honestly like there were probably 20 to 24 people who came in in person, the people that I was could keep up with in the beginning. That's a good, still a lot though. Yeah, as someone, it is a lot. As someone who's hired a ton of people, that's like for one position, Yeah. that's, that's a good number to like people actually coming in person. Yeah. And I do have one good interview story. Oh, I love it. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, kind of a do not what you should not ever do type <laughs> of deal. From you or the person? Um, from the person. Okay. Yeah, it was really interesting. <laughs> um, so the person came in mm-hmm. and was really upfront about a practice schedule that was really rigorous. Um, so rugby player, just going to let you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to have to leave early on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay. Okay. That's not really how you, whatever. Okay, it's yeah. fine. Um, so he's talked, I mean, this person is talking some more. And he's like, in the fall, it's super intense rugby. So like, I don't know how available I'll be. And then his application's in his hand. And I'm kind of trying to get him out the door because I've been doing this all day. I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, I already know. Like you're a no. Oh, and I was telling him some dates and times of like when things would open. He's uh-huh. like, I'm not very good with details. Would you mind emailing that to me? Oh, really? I was like, oh, that was one of the two skills I required on my ad. Detail oriented and fast learning. That's it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he... Um, eventually chatted some more, his applications in his hand. And I was like, so do you want me to take the application? And he's like, yeah, it's about half done. Is that okay? Oh, wow. I was like, well, did you want to like sit down and finish it? Or did you want to bring it back later? I know, I know. (laughs) And he's like, ah, I was like, or you can just hand it to me. And he's like, yeah, if it works for you, it works for me. And he handed it to me. And then before he left, he said, I'm sorry, what was your name again? No. (laughs) Like from start wow. to finish, the whole time was like, he was dressed sharp though. I'll say. Yeah. That's that's crazy. It. And yeah. if you can hear the phone ringing in the background, that means business is booming. That's what that means. 
Actually, I think it's Yelp. They won't leave me alone. Yelp? Why? Yelp keeps calling. I don't know. Oh, they, they probably want to register Maybe. you or something? Well, I mean, that's good, though. Yeah, true. I mean, because I Yelp everything. Sure. Um, that's funny. Yeah, so definitely don't. Like, for sure, know someone's name. Finish your application. Those are <laughs> those are key things. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And you be available that the hours that the business is open. Interesting. So, Maybe. dude, if you're listening or watching... I can't say it really nicely. <laughs> Just oh, do better. Do better, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you are originally, you grew up in Indiana. Yep. And you moved to Greenville how many years ago? 2014. 2014. Yep. We're in 2019. And a few months ago, you were making the decision, um, Greenville or was it Indianapolis? Yep. And walk us, I think so many of us have huge life moments and just decisions to make and I know this was a big one for you yeah right is because opening a business like a brick and mortar location is a big deal it's not just like you can pick up my laptop right and I'm going you know right. it's not like you're a, a social media travel vlogger or something yeah right so you're opening you're making the decision to move back by home or to stay at what you've called home for the last few years mm-hmm. Tell us about that experience and what ultimately made you choose Greenville. Um, so I originally had no questions I would live in Greenville just because I love the area so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and my brother was living in Asheville. And so when he he decided to move back home to Indianapolis. And so when he did that, it kind of like threw me off a little bit. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I should not be the only person in my whole family living on the East Coast. Maybe I should mm-hmm. be home with everyone. Um, so I had been looking for some office spaces in Greenville already, decided it would be responsible of me to at least go look at home and see if anything felt right. So I went home and it just felt like a chore, like something about looking at Indianapolis, even though it's a beautiful city, I did go when it was cold, so it might not have gotten a totally fair chance, but Greenville was like blooming and beautiful Mm -hmm. and bright and happy Um, and I don't know there's just something about Greenville to me that's I don't even know it just feels kind of fairy tale-ish to me there's Mm. there's a certain energy about the town um, and there's I just feel like I've been embraced by the community without really knowing anyone it just feels like even if I don't have like you know from school my close eight friends even when they left and graduated I just felt like all of those voids got filled with people who were overwhelmingly helpful and giving and Mm -hmm. selfless and would do anything for me so it just felt really homey when it could have felt really lonely and empty it just Mm. felt like it like wrapped me up and (laughs) kept me here Mm -hmm. uh I just I don't know there's something about this town that I I just really like I love that. And it's funny. Someone a week ago paid me a compliment. They were like, Ben, how long have you been here in Greenville again? And I was like, oh, almost six months. And they're like, wait, what? They're like, that's crazy. You've only been here that long. Yeah. Like you're so like integrated. Yeah. And sure, I'll take credit because it boosts my ego. However, I think it's also credit to what you were just speaking of. Mm-hmm. And I totally mean this, that like I wouldn't be able to have done and been integrated so well 
and made so many close friends and like mentors and experiences of like unless the people were that like open yeah and loving and like yeah it's definitely yeah it's cool it's at a cool point where it's not like too crazy and known but it's just in the right like rising and like getting more populated so you have the right people but you still it's still small enough it's just this this interesting like right. it feels like we all want to grow together it doesn't feel competitive like it's already established and it's, it's like surprising for your own it's like because i felt everyone that everyone builds each other up which is just cool and like mm-hmm. i wouldn't i was i think i recently posted about um zach kennedy how he was like my mm-hmm. big connection i just met one person who was and he mm-hmm. i met at gvl hustle which you took me to the first yeah. time so had i not gone to that meeting and met right. him and he introduced mm-hmm. me to all of these people which is the bni group that i'm a part of now and it's just cool if you like trace it back like how meant to be everything is just really it's cool. freaking wild what's so going back to like a big life decision if you had any like small tip what advice would you give someone who's it could be anything it could be work could be moving cities yeah whatever it is big life decision i'm gonna say a very stereotypical go with your gut Mm -hmm. because it doesn't it didn't logically make sense like lining it up didn't make sense families here finances are here i have resources here i know people who will be patients i'm an iu grad i have a family business in town like there's all of these reasons why I should have been in Indianapolis and why that route would have been easier. But there's just something. And also I just kind of wanted to do it on my own and like work for it instead of it be handed to me more. I mean, it's still work, of course, but there's just something about like paving your own path that was right for me. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's just a matter of like working through mentally if you're going to let yourself do it or not. But you like in any decision, I feel like you, you already know. Yeah, I love that. And that's definitely like in your personality, right? Like even on your like your Instagram um freaking polls you do or whatever. It's like I don't even vote anymore. Cuz like I'm going to say, "Okay, which one do I not like?" Cuz that's what she's going to do. You know. Uh-huh. It's just funny. Like I know you like you're I know why you do it. Yeah. But it's just funny cuz like I know. I was like, "Okay, what's my like I can it's like a fun guessing game." Right. But that's definitely in you, but I think that's a huge trait of why you're going to make it is because ultimately like you kind of have that little thing of like I'm not sure what it is maybe you can tell me like whether it's paving your own path or kind of proving someone wrong does that come from like your childhood or where does that like um I don't even want to say grit it's not grit it's I know like it's a mix of like grit difficulty stubbornness (laughs) rebellion are those the words you want yeah no like I was gonna say enthusiastic (laughs) As an enthusiast, That's right? That's way better, way better. Right. That. But yeah, something about like, it's just, what is that? I have no idea. I Has don't that always know. been in you? Yeah. Mm. I feel like I've, and I have trouble with people giving me advice too. Like if it finds me at the right place at the mm-hmm. right time and it settles in really well, I'll use it. But I would say 90% of the advice that people give me, I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to, mm, nope. I already know what I'm going to do. Uh-huh. I don't know why. Like, it's not like uh-huh. I know. It's, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of these people giving advice know significantly better than me, but yeah. I just, I feel like I just already know what I want to do a lot of the times, even if it's like not easy or right or whatever. Has that not worked out for you by in, like any means? Mm-mm. Never. And I think that's where I get stubborn. Uh-huh. 
Because it's always worked out. It's always worked out. By not following people's advice. Right. Like, what's the craziest thing that you've not followed advice on? That you've gone against hmm. the grain? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I'd have to think about it. Because it happens every day. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely lots of little things. I can't think of like a big... What's one thing that you can think of? I mean, everything. The carpet in here was voted <laughs> against. The paint in here was voted against. My logo was voted against. My name was voted against. Every every single thing <laughs> that this business is, everyone chose mm -hmm. a different color, a different logo, different carpet color. Like whatever poll I put, it's <laughs> I've literally, literally not once gone with the majority, which maybe I should listen, but well, I'm I think, not going to. <clears throat> I think that is you listening in a weird way though it kind of feels like flipping a coin to me like a lot of times you're like i don't know what i want to do and then you flip a coin you're like oh that's not what i wanted like as soon as you have an answer you definitely know if you like that answer or not oh i see that i like that you know like i really i was like i don't know the you know the gray carpet or the tan carpet or whatever mm -hmm. but as soon as the blue is voted yes i was like oh i hate it the worst carpet I've ever seen. Like it just makes it much more vividly clear once you like imagine that as being because it's not unknown anymore. Right. It's not a choice. Like that's potent. Like that is the answer. Yeah. Hmm. And then you I can like decide that. if you like it or don't like it, which I always decide I don't like it. Like, is it just surreal? Like, actually, I want to know this. Do you? Well, first off, how many hours are you working every day? What will my business hours be, or well, what no, am I like, doing currently? To make this up and running, like how many hours are you working? I usually get here around eight, sometimes a little bit sooner, sometimes like six, and sometimes, I mean, it's usually around eight, um, and I usually leave between nine and ten. Some nights I get on a kick and go longer, and sometimes it's like seven o'clock, and I realize I've been eating all day, and <laughs> I'm dying, and then yeah, I go home. seven p.m. Yeah. And you literally didn't eat one thing. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps happening. <laughs> but I think this is, man, this is so cool though, because you have found something like the day probably goes by fast, right? So fast. So fast. And then do you wake up just as like easy, like you're ready to rock and roll? Yeah. I wake, I am not like an anxiety person mm -hmm. and I, I don't know that I would call it anxiety. I think it's excitement, but like throughout the night I like roll over all the time and I'm like, Hey Siri, Remind me to check on the x-ray when I grow up and go back to sleep. And, like, yeah. it just, like, wakes me up at night. Like, uh -huh. I remember in school, I would, like, be studying for a test in my head, like, in my dreams. And mm -hmm. I would, like, wake up and, like, be like, okay, I want to remember to, like, review that one thing. Like, that kind of, like, always present on your mind, um, whatever, energy or whatever is familiar to me from school from knowing, like, anatomy test tomorrow, super, super important. So like all night, I'm kind of like thinking of things that I want to remember to do the next mm -hmm. morning. And that's been happening for two months now with this practice. Like I'll wake up at weird hours. I, I've had so many dreams about x-rays. It's unreal. <laughs> the unit, like having trouble get installed. Mm -hmm. And it's the only thing in this practice that's not installed yet. And like months prior to this delay, I felt like something was going to go wrong with the x-ray. Mm -hmm. Like I would wake up all the time dreaming about this stupid x-ray unit mm -hmm. um and it, and it has been kind of a pain and it's not going as smoothly as everything else has gone so i definitely have a decent amount of excitement and i do as soon as i wake up there's absolutely no going back to sleep because i've already thought of 15 things that i should have done yesterday but i need to do today <laughs> but that's i think the lesson from this is find something that you're completely obsessed about oh yeah that consumes you yeah 
And I think we talked about this too um, the last time you were here, but when I first got the keys and the first time I was in this space, I got to sit outside on the porch and it was raining mm. and it was just really cool to think that it's mine and I can be here until 10 o'clock at night and mm-hmm. I can be working on patient files and I can like I'm so excited to put in stupid hours into this <laughs> thing like I right? can't wait I can't wait to have to be here late working on things I can't wait to be so overwhelmed with patience and busyness that I have to stay over so I think the question is like do you have do you have that thing that you're passionate about that you want to work forever if you don't find it yeah. like taste things go do things because that's what life's freaking about seriously like ugh. yeah like, exactly like not being afraid of mondays or not looking forward to fridays or waiting until five yeah and then like the day sucks if you leave at 501 right. instead of five <laughs> right. you know like for real like that is so cool and i hope you appreciate that like, i'm pretty sure you do i love that mm-hmm it's so, I was so close to doing something so mundane like that, the way that the world put that one person who told me what chiropractic was and the gift that I get to be so excited about something instead of like, I can do it, so I should probably do it. Like mm. to have that attitude about a career, you spend so many hours doing it. You might it's a third well of your it. life. Yeah. And your current, it is your life, not just a third <laughs> as of now. Yeah. It's like a 90, solid 90%. Solid 10% is a little bit of sleep. Um, okay. So as you know, we got to do the infamous scroll my soul, but I've, I forgot my, I take so many notes now I lose it. So scroll my soul for people who don't know is when I keep notes of conversations, podcasts, thoughts, x-ray dreams, and then whatever <laughs> inspires me, I wake up and I keep a running note and then I randomly scroll through for each guest and I say what this note is and then I ask for them to resonate or like what they think about, whether it's a memory, an experience, thoughts. I just want to know like what they think. Okay, this is pretty simple, but I keep scrolling past and it keeps sticking out. So I'm just going to say it. Okay. All it says is trust the uncertainty. Mm. So what makes you think of that? I mean, I know like you've done a lot of that, but. What does that mean to you? Like trust the uncertainty. You know what? I kind of like it and I kind of don't like it. Because I don't, I don't feel like uncertain of things. Like I don't know what I'm doing, but it doesn't <laughs> feel like uncertainty. I feel like I have so much trust in things working out that it doesn't feel like I have trust in uncertainty. I feel like I have trust that everything is like, certain which that word's starting to sound weird to me now am i saying that right certain certain, Cer- certain, <laughs> certain. if you want to be i don't know yeah it sounds great <laughs> yeah that phrase like doesn't trust the uncertainty so, so let's break this down Reframe I think, it for me. so i think this is really important of what you just said this is actually super this is really cool so you trust the uncertain so much that it's certain mm. right right is that you trust it so much that you know it's going to work out. Right. You know everything is happening perfectly. Right? Even if it's something you don't like or you didn't expect or whatever, you know it's happening for you. Right? Right. Not 
not to you. I love that. Like everything's happening like perfectly as is right now. It's all falling into place for you. It's happening. It's benefiting you even if you can't see it. Yeah. I think you, that's crazy. Like that's a huge gift because hmm. a lot of people fear it. Yeah. And myself included. Have you yeah. ever like been afraid of, oh man, what's going to happen? No. And I feel like this is, it's kind of the same characteristic potentially flaw I'm not sure Mm -hmm. but the same thing where it's like I'm so certain that I'm right that like I there's no reason to listen to other people Mm. Uh, and not like in an ignorant way like I obviously want I I love to hear what people think and explore like growing and you know all that stuff but I I don't ever really feel uncertain because I feel like I don't know if I've ever really felt uncertain. I guess maybe I felt a little bit uncertain when I was potentially going to go like medical route. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I guess I felt really uncertain at that point in my life. There was a lot kind of like pivoting right there Mm -hmm. uh, around graduating and moving to South Carolina and not knowing what I wanted to do. And um, so maybe that it didn't really present itself to me as uncertainty. Like it felt just like a bundle of energy that needed to go somewhere and it didn't know where to go. Uh, it mm. didn't feel like uncertainty um, because I knew that I would find it. And my mom has always been really good about like explore your options. There's no hurry. It was never like get into school, make it happen. Mm. There was never fear that I'm going to be, you know, whatever. I think my mom has given me the, there is no uncertainty because you're obviously going to end up doing something great. Mm. So I feel like that. Yeah. So for someone who doesn't, who it doesn't come as easy as that, which I think is a lot of people, myself included sometimes, not all the time. Um, like what would you say? Like if you could, you know, be thinking right now, like dissecting, like why do you think it comes easy, easier, not easy it could be easy but why does it come or naturally to you i think it's a perspective issue Mm -hmm. i don't know if she makes it sound like it's a problem and it's not a problem if you are uncertain um but everything if you believe everything will work out it will always work out Mm -hmm. and i believe that so wholeheartedly I always feel like things are working in my favor and I always feel like, I mean, even when the light like hits me in the head, like I feel literally. like it's, <laughs> literally, literally not figuratively, not like a light bulb moment, <laughs> a light fixture <laughs> fell and hit you on the head. Right. It did do that <laughs> really, really hard. Definitely yeah. concussed without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do. I, I feel so confident that the world is always working out for you and people are always looking out for you and, I, I eventually maybe that will seem like a flaw. It seems like it's shocking to no. a lot of people. My thought process there Not in a flaw. my the trustingness and whatever. Um, but it hasn't failed me yet. So why stop now? Right. And I think even if it's technically not working out, it's I'd rather be delusional because you're seeing the light side of it and of, you're quickly forgetting about the fail or the less like, mm-hmm. and you're moving forward. Right. 
And a lot of that can be perceived as ignorance. And a lot of times it is like a lot of times <laughs> people are like, yeah. people think you're dumb because you're like happy all the time and, mm. or whatever. It seems like, oh, they just don't get it. They're not like thinking about all the things or they're too like mm. aloof or, you know, whatever, however you perceive it, yeah. but it's a conscious choice. And I think it's, it's a cool way to live. Like people will start telling me like, oh, did you hear about the, all of the deaths in like, I don't want to know. I don't want to hear about one mishap, one bad thing. I'm like completely, completely blinders to anything in the news or mm -hmm. negative or people not treating people well. Cause it's so minuscule in comparison to how much good is happening that I don't know why I would ever spend mental space. And I also get really affected by it. Like if someone tells me something like that, like for a few days, I'm like, ugh, oh, I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. So I avoid it really aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, as we wrap up, do you have any, like anything that's on your mind, like, or your heart, whether it's Cairo life, anything in general that you want to talk about? Mm. Nothing's coming to mind. We've said it all. It will as soon as we shut it off, though, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> but we can just hurry and record it, too, so it's Perfect. all good. Perfect. Cool. Um, Molly, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me before the grand opening. Of course. Um, I'm excited for you. I mean, we already know it's going to work out. We don't even need to say anything. <laughs> we already know it's going to work we out. Know. We know. Certainly. We trust it. Oh, yep. yes. <laughs> we are not uncertain. We are so certain of the uncertain that it's certain. Yep. And exactly But thank you. Thank you. Adios. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Molly just as much as I did. And after listening to, her, listening to her, I hope that you trust your gut, trust the uncertainty, and you find something that you're obsessed with. Um, those are a few of my favorite parts to find something you're obsessed with so your day-to-day -day doesn't feel like a grind. You can find something you love. You love Monday just as much as you love Friday and Sun or Friday and Saturday and you don't have the Sunday night scaries or whatever the hell people say. <laughs> but this week's challenge is also inspired by Molly and by Matrix Cairo. We want you to stretch every day this week. That's it. Very doable, right? So stretch for a few minutes every day. And I'm sure you've heard why stretching can help. But here are a few things you may not know. Did you know that stretching and proper posture helps your brain be more effective? Like literally when you're sitting in your desk all day at work, you're not moving for a few hours at a time, it's making you less effective and you can't focus. You need to take a break and stretch every 30 minutes, every 60 minutes. And did you know that it helps reduce stress? It's much more than just flexibility and that's why it's important we focus on stretching. Since I've done yoga this year and I've been stretching every day, I'm stronger in the gym and that's why I think this is so important. Like I used to think that it was cool to not be flexible. <laughs> like I remember, just thinking like being strong and not flexible is cool. But now I know that is not true, very untrue, that it's cool to be strong and flexible all at the same time. So go stretch every day this week. And of course, once you complete it, there are a few ways you can, or once you complete it, I wanna hear about it. So post on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you do, use hashtag goaling challenge tag us in your stories or use the Golink hotline. So the hotline is designed for those who want to remain anonymous or you don't have social media, but you still want a form of accountability. I've had a few people reach out to me through DMs and I love it. So 
Like for real, like reach out to me. If you want a form of, of an accountability, send it to me in your story, in the DM, any message, email. Trust me, I'm so passionate about this. This is what I'm obsessed with. So please hit me up. If you want to use the hotline and remain anonymous, call 385-626-0525 and follow the instructions. Follow us at Golink Group. My name is Ben. I truly love you all. This is The Golink Show. Have an amazing week.